is the Chicago Bears podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Right on. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcast, part two of our broadcast tonight. Um, and I am remiss. I'm overdue in saying this. I meant to say it earlier. But we have Ingrid Legends and Audrey Sutherland behind the boards tonight, running things like keeping everything moving, uh, making the trains run here at Dynasty Podcast. So all props to them. We have the best team. Um, right on. So tonight, uh, part two of our broadcast, we just finished with Lauren Fern. That was an incredible discussion. And now we have a kind of longtime friend, um, somebody who I've known through Columbia for a while, Seamus McGillan, um, who we're going to talk about all the things that you do professionally, but kind of a little bit of background. I had taught at Columbia College for one year when I met you. So it was my third semester. The start of my second year is the first year that I was doing full time. So when I moved to like from going from, I moved from teaching one class for two semesters to teaching four classes. And so this was, I think 14 and 15 maybe. And, uh, it was like my fall 14 or 15, something like that. It was like a year ago. Fall of 14. I had you in my self-management and freelancing class and you were like so creative and so, like, you had such a distinct artistic voice, and you were so nice. And that always stood out to me, and you were always, like, somebody that I remembered from the class very fondly. So I'm really glad we get to have you on the podcast here tonight to talk about what you're doing uh, artistically, man. Welcome. Yeah. So let's kind of bring people into, like, who you are, what you do. A lot of people know what you do, but um, you are involved in a lot of really cool artistic endeavors. You are a nightlife photographer and a photographer in general, and also you're involved with a lot of event work. Uh, bring us into what you do. Yeah, so um, my name is Seamus, and kind of like the stage name that I go by and like the whole scene is um, Ultra. And so I kind of like my ultimate goal is, uh, and what I do is fashion photography. That's the main um, like medium that I work in. But I see myself as an artist all around, and um, I'm really interested in just kind of like just putting out all this creative output. And um, I've been getting into like nightlife photography, different events, and basically just like I have crazy visions, and I just any way to get them out there, that's the way I try to get them out there. So again, like we always kind of start at the beginning, like bring us into your background even before Columbia, like. Where did this kind of itch start for you? Where, like, did you always know you wanted to be involved in nightlife? Did you always know that you wanted to be kind of involved with like really ambitious kind of alternative fashion? Or, yeah. So I'd say that um, my first love really is photography, and that started out. um, My grandparents were photographers growing up, and they uh, had like their own little portrait studio. And so growing up, I was just always like kind of their guinea pig for different uh, photo projects. <laughs> so this is right at the beginning. Yeah. And there's videos of me, home videos of me uh, screaming and crying because I want to hold the camera. I didn't want to be in front of it. I really wanted to be the one um, holding it. So those are kind of videos that my mom haunts me with. That's but amazing. But they're funny. And I really enjoy it. And it shows that I've always been interested in just like pressing buttons. That's probably what it really was. It's just like <laughs> I want to press buttons and look at screens. Um, but yeah, so definitely um, growing up with that influence in photography and then really... It was when I was like nine years old that um, I, I'm from Iowa originally, and I was uh, went to New York City, and it was the first time that I had been to a big city. And it was my ninth birthday, and I got to play around with a camera, and I remember just, I cried when we left New York because I felt like that was home to me, and I could not imagine myself going back to Iowa, and New York was really a dream. And what's interesting is I didn't even, like, really have that much exposure to New York. It just, I didn't really pay attention, didn't know much about it, went there, fell in love. So it was really this whole, like 
learning about the culture of New York as I was growing up. And then when I was more middle school, I was uh, looking at the nightlife icons and the club kids and like all the party monster stuff. And so it was just uh, kind of getting into all that. And that's really where it started. It was probably nine years old up until middle school. So, okay. Growing up in Iowa, I have never been to Iowa. And all I know about Iowa is what the uh, great Western philosophers Slipknot Oh us. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's is, was it that know. much of a cultural wasteland as they kind of portray it as, or you know, it's really interesting. I'm from Iowa City, and so it's a University of Iowa's there. It's a Big Ten college town, but then also we have like the Writers Workshop, and there's Fairfield, Iowa, which is really in like into transcendental meditation. So it's like this really interesting mix of like bro culture and hippie culture, <laughs> and which sometimes are one and the same too. Exactly. It's very. It's a really interesting place, and honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way growing up there, just because I felt like having kind of nothing I, there wasn't there's a really cool community there but there's also not much to kind of like see and when you don't have much in front of you you kind of have to create something in your head and i think that that's definitely where all the create like all the creative stuff happened and i think that sometimes i found myself going back to iowa and going back to like a you know places that aren't they don't have much when i want to get inspired again sure yeah like inspiration by subtraction yeah definitely yeah. So when you are leaving high school and, and figuring out where you want to go to college, what brought you to Chicago when you fell in love with New York? Well, I'd say that um, when I was in seventh grade, um, we were staying at the Hotel Blake, which I don't know if it's called that anymore, but it was right on Dearborn. And they had a little advertisement that there was um, like the Museum of Contemporary Photography, which sure. is at Columbia. And so my mom saw that and was like, oh, it's free. We should go there. It's right down the street. And so... We went there, and I think that it was the first time in my life. I think that I always just kind of assumed that um, in my in my town, there's like everyone becomes a doctor or a teacher, and I just assumed that I'd take that path. But I didn't know there was like college for doing like art, and so being there really got it like going. And I think it was from that day forward when I was in seventh grade that I saw Columbia and was like, I'm gonna go here. And, and you did. So you and I met at Columbia again. Uh, you were a student in one of my classes. And the self-management and freelancing class, really quickly, yeah. um, it's a class that I really enjoy teaching because it really centers around like giving students the tools. This is the way I describe it, and it's not the official Columbia description. But in my mind, it's the class that every time you hear a college student you know, anywhere say, man, I spent all this money on college and they didn't even tell me anything I need for the real world. This is that class they're talking about. So I teach it, and it is a class that centers around, like, building your brand as a student, building your brand as an entrepreneur, like how to be a freelancer, how to, you know, all the kind of business things that focus on the individual in the class. So I think it's a great class, and you were in there, and that was kind of like where we uh, were, you know, first met. So you are graduating, um, man, from when we were recording this, in about a week, right? A week, yeah. How has your experience been at Columbia and in Chicago you know, as an artist? It's been really good. Um, I'd say that there's been times, I mean, it's just like with all aspects of your life, you're like, kind of, you question, like, am I doing the right thing? You see people outside of school that are doing things that are just like wild and you kind of feel like held back at times. But really, as I'm coming to the completion of my uh, education, I'm so glad that I went to Columbia and that I was in Chicago. And like Lauren was saying earlier, it is a really big DIY culture that is here. And I think that that really helps you grow. I think that going to New York and LA, people seem to have things really handed to them where this is definitely a city that you have to find the people that you want to work with and you have to you're going to meet a bunch of people but you're going to you're it's going to be a, those very few people that you can collaborate with and when you do find them you're going to make 
magic with them. Well, and something I like about Chicago, and again, like, I mean, I travel to the coast. I, I, I travel for work and for mostly concerts to see Kanye West. That's the main reason I travel, it seems <laughs> yeah. like. But, you know, um, something that I see a lot is that I feel like my friends who are artists, you know, kind of a, like college age to, to my age, who go to New York or L.A., a lot of times they are... Um, you know, they're working kind of on a different project where, like with somebody else or they're working for a company. Nothing wrong with that. We were just talking yeah. about like Lauren doing that. Chicago seems like a place where you can really build your own thing. And I think you can't build that quite as easily from the beginning in New York and L.A. as you can here. Definitely. I'd have to say that um, the way I have approached my career is I definitely don't want to be boxed into anything. And I think that Chicago is a great place to really build your character, your persona. And that's kind of what I've done here. And so I think it's interesting that I can go to the club and be dressed up or dressed in nothing. But then I can go the next day to a shoot with like a modeling agency and have a whole team of professional people. And I feel like it's hard to do that in a city like New York or L.A. because everything is just so like boxed in already. And here you just kind of like people are just down for whatever, I think. Well, and I think you can stand out more in Chicago again, especially coming up because just, I mean, just from a numbers game, there's just so many people in Los Angeles. There's so many people in New York. And Chicago, and this is something I've seen in my own career and then so firsthand being at the college, the DIY and the artistic community in Chicago is so small. And now, even more so than like when I started out, now all the communities are linked, like the fashion community, the photo community, the nightlife, the music. Like, yeah. Now it's all linked. So when somebody says, like, oh, man, the scene's really small, they're not just talking about, like, oh, the kids I go out to a nightclub with. They're talking about, like, I know the fashion people. I know, like, the hospitality people, you know. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's very small community, and it's so interesting that, you know, like, I will be at the club, and there'll be crazy things going on and crazy conversations, and then... It's fun to seeing people the next... You might run into someone the next day on a shoot and we're be acting very professional. And, <laughs> you know, I think there's a really good balance of, like, the work hard, play hard thing, too, going on here. And sure. just, I don't know, it's a really, really good community um, that I have no, nothing but good things to say about, really. So let's kind of, like, get into detail about some of the kind of work, live, play. Um, Columbia, and I'm not asking you for any sort of... Like, I'm not prompting you to be like, hey, I work at Columbia, give me a good answer. But, like, how has that experience been for you at the college? It's been a really good experience. I'd say that um, Columbia has... I think when I first got there, I didn't have anything to gauge it off of. I had this is my first art school that I really looked at. It was really the only school I, I really put all my eggs in one basket. I, this is the only school that I applied to. It was kind of just like, well, if this is the way, if it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'll figure something else out. But I, um, yeah, I came to Columbia, and the resources there are just unmatched to any other school that I've been able to like go to ever since then. I've gone to other schools in the city of Chicago, New York, and just the resources that we have, and then uh, what our professors are doing out side of school and what they can connect you with too has just been like totally um like, yeah yeah exactly no, I know, yeah I know, no definitely Heim was one of the best no, I was just kidding but you know one of the things that I do think is great about Columbia and again I'm I'm not saying this because I work there I work there because I, I believe in the school and I'm really yeah. passionate about it but one of the things I love about the college is by and large so much of the teaching staff is currently active in their field, which I think makes a huge difference because you're not being taught by somebody who's saying, well, in the 80s, the record industry was this. You're being taught by somebody who's like, yeah, I spent the weekend at Billboard and at Spotify, and here's what I learned. And it's like, 
cool, that knowledge is two days old. Yeah. That's meaningful. So. Oh, yeah. No, it's really interesting. You know, I think it's fun, too, because my professors have like a tough love attitude, which is totally what I need. And because they're, they're not so separate from it, you know, like I'll tell them, like, I think that I'll come in sometimes thinking I can use an excuse. Like, well, I was on a shoot yesterday or like this morning and I, and then they're like, so was I. Right. And, and, I, I'm, yeah, still and I'm still here and I'm present. So there's no reason you shouldn't be. And I think that that's, what's so great about it is they're they're And what's really They'll interesting too. Yeah. And what's so <laughs> funny too is, Without any planning or anything, we ran into each other at uh, Riot, at Fest, Riot Fest, I believe. Yeah. yeah, in the press area. And this was before we even really got, I think that's really when we first connected. And mm-hmm. I was uh, working for the Chicago Reader at the time, um, right. doing press uh, and doing photography f- with them. So, yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I feel like that's not a rare thing. Like, me running into you. No, it's you, such a it's, small, again, yeah. it's this small community. It's something we've been talking about this whole night. Um, like, my whole production team on the podcast made up of Columbia students, and they're like, incredible, you know? Um, so I, I love that about Chicago. So you're coming up on graduation. Yeah. Um, we were just talking to Lauren about all these great things. She's going to go move on to in New York. Are you planning on staying here? Is it too early to think about what's ahead? Or It's very interesting. Uh, I'm very much a... I don't know. My life feels like a blur right now. Like there's been so many things going on. I am moving to New York. The hard moving date is July 1st, but depending on what happens, I might be going sooner. Um, I really love Chicago and I want to be connected to here as much as I can. And I want to still be active in the community here. But um, what is it? I mean, it's really doing, I'm a freelance photographer and then I do like the whole club stuff. So I've been, I did like the whole club circuit here and have found many like amazing opportunities to move out to New York, um, and make even more money and kind of get more opportunities out there. And then as far as like the photo aspect goes, um, I have a lot of freelance work for different designers that are graduating from FIT and Parsons and they all have like these amazing grants so they can actually pay me, which is really great. That's the whole thing, man. And then really like, I think that, um, I've been taking it upon myself to apply to different positions, um, I really want to get involved in like magazine and publishing. Um, I have I worked on my school's newspaper in high school. Um, I was going to work for the uh, Chronicle, but scheduling ended up just being my schedule is crazy. The Chronicle is the uh, the Columbia College newspaper, yeah, which does really good work, amazing work. Yeah. I I was so sad that I just it was my it was my my fault. Well, I, you I have just, a lot on your plate. Yeah, like you're an active, busy guy. Yeah, so it's not like you're slacking. And so then, um, but working with the reader, I really love being in like a newsroom, working with a team of people, and like putting something out that you can like kind of pick up. I have all my all the issues I ever worked on in the reader, and any publication that I've ever worked in and got published in. I just love having that physical those clips, thing. Yeah. yeah, I have all the clippings. I actually, I like have to ship them back home because I don't have enough room. <laughs> but um, I've been a taking upon myself, um, you know, the Vice and People Magazine, two very different publications, have had <laughs> yes, uh, very much so. They've had um, open positions for like social media um, editor or photo editor, and so um, being uh, having that past experience of like working under the photo editor of the Sun Times and the Chicago Reader, um, I have been applying to those types of positions and have interviews with them. So that's amazing. Man. Yeah. I and mean, that's amazing. Like, so nothing is like completely set, but if it is, I'm definitely going the minute. Well, I mean, yeah. again, like, you know, between the discussion with you here, well, yeah. you know, just talking with Lauren, it's like, I have no doubt that you guys are going to take New York by storm because you're both the kind of people who are like going out and making the opportunities for yourself, which is so important versus waiting around for someone to say like, Hey, by the way, you can do this. And then you go, Oh, okay, cool. Like, you, you know, it's that like self-made 
motivation. Yeah. It's so important. It's really crazy to me too, because I think the two examples that like, I usually am just so in my head and not really thinking about what's going on outside. And that's why I'm so like uh, all over the place when speaking about the future, because it's just, I don't even know what's going it's on right now. It's a big abstract thing. Sure. I don't know what's going on in the past, <laughs> but um, I think that the two times I really like stepped back recently was um, in the fall, I was uh, called by Nicola Formichetti, who was uh, Lady Gaga's old stylist, and he's the current creative director of Diesel. And um, I was asked to go out and photograph his show, um, Nico Panda, it's his streetwear label. And so this is like someone that I remember, he was with uh, Terry Mugler working for that house um, in 2011 through 2013, I believe. And I mean, I remember like being in high school, like staying up until like, you know, 2 a.m. to watch these like live streams. And this is someone that I would like just watch interviews of and to get like a personal call and be able to go out to a show was just like, I mean, I cried. I got to meet, I, I got to meet Lady Gaga that day. I got like, literally like, those are the situations um, in which it's just like, this is, it's crazy. Cause you don't, it doesn't feel like it's happening sometimes, but then you have to step back and be like, wait a minute. It is. Well, it's, it's that hustle. And you know, again, going back to the self-management class, like this is something we talked about in that class. And I don't know if this like stood out to you, but one of the exercises is making an elevator pitch. Yeah. And the idea behind the elevator pitch, I think most people know this is that you're in an elevator and Jay-Z's in there or something like yeah. that. And I think a lot of students roll their eyes and go, well, yeah, but I'm never going to be in an elevator with Jay-Z. And it's like, you don't you know don't like how know. much you could actually move up if you've got that drive. And I've seen people who in my Facebook feed are like, you know, creative peers and they post and like, uh, yeah, took the elevator with Jay-Z today at Title. And like, it's, that's a real thing. And that's the, that's the example I always use, but I'm like, Man, it's not so out of reach. No, nothing is out of reach. Another example that when this happened was um, Amanda Lepore, who is um, one of the club kids that's iconic. Sure. She has uh, was dubbed like the most expensive body in the world. She has the crazy <laughs> plastic surgery, and she, um, you know, works a great distinction. Yeah, and she yeah. worked with uh, my favorite fashion photographer, one of them, um, David LaChapelle, someone that I would mm-hmm. like. I have his books, and I mean, he's done like legendary iconic work. Yeah, sure. and. Rolling Stone, you know, everything. Yeah. And so um, he was, uh, she was one of um, his muses and I would listen to all of her music and she was in that MySpace generation too. So not only was she part of like the whole like 90s club kids, but she was part of the MySpace generation that I was Which part was of. Which was its own like online club scene. It really was. MySpace was so different than anything we have, like not to be like you kids, blah, blah, blah. But it's like... And I was 18 when I was really 12. Like... <laughs> That's MySpace, really, yeah. MySpace was the wild west of social media. It yeah. was savage. Like Facebook, your parents are on Facebook, your employees are on Facebook, your teachers are on Facebook. Yeah. So like you've got to be pretty reined in unless you're you. Yeah. Like, I'm you're pretty, kinda, right I'm on pretty out there. I think people but know most who I, people. Yeah. Can't, most people and can't. like, you know, Instagram and Twitter, it's like you gotta be like, oh man, the world's paying attention. MySpace was like Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Like no, like there were no adults and like just kids. Like, ran wild. And, you know, kids mean, like, 18, 20, 22. But, like, it was this whole different thing. It really was, like, a club scene online. It was. And that was a good... That's actually probably where I got started and got really inspired. And so it was really crazy that, like... So, I, you know, I used to listen to Amanda Lepore's uh, songs, like, on my iPod. Like, just dancing around You're my room, probably, like, in... Yeah, in wigs and, like... And the stuff that I wear now, which, to me, back then was kind of, like, what I wanted to be, but it was more of a costume. And now it's really just what I wear every day. And so it was crazy. I got to host a party with her um, at Berlin. The, like, it was mm-hmm. St. Patrick's Day. And having the opportunity was crazy. And I went downstairs and was just like thought she was going to be so off-putting and so out of reach and 
I got down there and she's like, oh my gosh, it's ultra and knew who I was and had told me that she's been following me on the internet. And like, it's crazy when you like really step back and you realize, wow, these are all people and they all really just want to like do what's best for like their creative output and work with other people. And they really, I think people get really scared of like the people at the top, but really they were looking for, you know, I mean, look, I'm 33. I think it's clear. I think it's safe to say I'm the oldest person in this room. It's like everybody in here is in their twenties, maybe, maybe some late teens. I don't know, but it's like, it's so important to plug into that younger generation. And at the same time, we have a lot of veterans of industry on this podcast, but I think it's equally important to like, bring on new voices yeah. and talk to people like you and Lauren and like have producers like Ingrid and Audrey because it's like if I never listen to anyone younger I become so obsolete uh, there's a great Kanye West quote because of course there is uh, where he says I never listen to anyone he's like I only listen to people younger than me or something like that which I think is really important so you're moving to New York yeah um, you know, middle of the summer, if not sooner, sooner you're graduating from Columbia College. Um, kind of the same question that we kind of wrapped it up with uh, for Lauren. Like, for anybody who is in a small town who is like hearing this or seeing this, and they're thinking like, "Man, I can't go work with these club icons. I can't do all these things." Like, what advice do you have for them? And what was some of the most meaningful kind of lessons that you learned along your journey? You can do it that's like the simplest way to put it is like you really you really can do it and if I can do it you can do it like that's just really I don't know it's like you really have to um really drown out the noise of your negative thoughts and then the um interjections of other people Mm -hmm. maybe take some like things into consideration sometimes like I didn't completely shut people out like I I listened to my mom but like there's constructive criticism when there's people just going that's a dumb idea, kid. You can't do that. Exactly. Those and are the I, people to like. Oh, and I still have that. And it's crazy with how much I've been, I, I'm, I'm doing. And, you know, you kind of get all these like certificates of validation, like going to fashion week, working with this person, working with that person. But still people are like, it's not enough sometimes. And it will never be enough for some people. So you really just have to it not is, pay attention. Let me tell you, I've been doing, a, professionally, I've been working in the creative industries for 18 years now. And I still come up against people who are just like, that's eh, not a real thing. And I'm like, so all right, okay, annoying. fine. You know, and when I started podcasting, holy shit, did nobody care. Like, because I worked in professional radio. I worked in FM radio, and these are all radio veterans. You know, these are industry veterans who, like, are professionals getting paid a lot of money. They have billboards. And so I come along in 2005, and I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. And the example I always use is that it was a little bit like when, um, you know, like a little girl has an easy bake oven or a boy. You know? Yeah, exactly. but when someone has an easy bake oven, then they make a cupcake, and the mom's like, "That's that's adorable. You yeah. you, you baked." Yeah, they were like, "That's adorable. You have a radio show on the internet." But now it's like podcasting is this huge thing, you know. And we've been able to do cool things on this podcast, so that kind of challenge never goes away. But you just kind of like, you know, it's important to keep moving because you can be so far in, and there's still going to be people. There are people who tell Michael Jordan no. There are people who tell Kanye. Yeah. And I say, like, to really give someone, like, a visual or, like, a story with it is, like, going back to that being nine years old in Times Square, which is such a cliche location when bringing up New York now. But, like, you know, that's where I fell in love with and, like, really knew. It sounds so crazy to some people, but nine years old, I knew exactly what I wanted to do from there on. Like, I saw the people on the streets, and that's what I was inspired by. And I was, I want to be that person. How And how can I be that person? And I did everything in my power during middle school, high school, to be that person. Or I was that person, but just kind of let everyone else know that I'm that person. And 
so I think going back to that and being in there, falling in love with that, and then years later. I just got out of the hood buyer after party and I just saw Lady Gaga, took pictures with her, got to work on something and like being a little tipsy in Times Square and like kind of just realizing what happened and where this is where I started and this is where that dream happened and like literally crying in Times Square just of like happiness. And this is the like American dream. Yeah, story. it really, it sounds crazy. And I mean, I, a Jay-Z song. I still have a lot of work to do and I'm not, it's, I'm not even anywhere near my goals, but like that's like moments like that made me realize like, wow, like, I stood here like dreaming of this and now I'm here like literally crying. People ask me if I'm okay, but like I'm just living in this moment and it's really great. And I, that's just really, I, that you just, you have to really, I think I had a really solid vision in my head. I did that book, the secret, you know, I read that. I, I listened to Oprah. I watched Oprah like crazy. Like I just have a vision in your head, literally write it down. I mean, I had it written down that and sketched out that I wanted to have an apartment in Chicago when I was in high school with a skyline view, and I drew the skyline view that I wanted, and it was very specific. It was, like, right in Lincoln Park, and it it was, like, very, like, like specific angle of the city. And I was looking for apartments, and I had, like, this one apartment that I had in Ukrainian Village that uh, crapped out on me, and I had to start looking for studios. And the first studio that I looked at, I walked in, and I saw that exact exact vision of what I drew when I was in high school. And so I really think that that's what you have to do is drown out the noise, drown out the negative thoughts, and really just think about what exactly you want. Man, that is like mic drop, man. That is amazing. Um, This is great. Uh, Same offer that I made with Lauren. Like, please, like when you're in Chicago, keep me updated with what you have. Come back on the podcast. The invite is always open for both of you. Yeah, definitely. And or like maybe we, with the two of you, set up a workshop or a panel in New York. You know what I That'd mean? That'd be very interesting. Anything. Like, that is rad. So uh, thank you, Seamus. Yeah, thank you so much. Lauren, this was a great night. Uh, these were great conversations, been very inspiring. And I'm really excited to see what you guys are going to do going forward. That's really great. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Sweet. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descent.